Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style That Binds Us podcast. In today's episode, this is a conversation between my mother, Allison Brun, and myself before we dive into the 2021 season. We are very excited about lots of interesting podcast guests, but we wanted to take a look back at 2020, which was the most insane and crazy year that I feel constantly feel like we're living in a movie that nobody wanted to be a part of and still (laughs) wish that we were not a part of. But we did learn a lot of things. And out of all the horrors, there definitely were some positive things that came out of that. So there are some different things we want to explore and talk about today that we want to take into post-COVID life, which hopefully is sooner rather than later, but I'm not sure about that. So (laughs) the first thing we're going to talk about is slowing down. I think that we were forced to slow down because we were stuck in our houses for so long and we were forced to, to look at our lives and realized that some things we had really been missing, such as sitting outside and watching spring arrive or taking the time to read a good book, all the things that we put off because we were so busy and we realized in the end that a lot of that busyness wasn't even necessary. We were just working ourselves into exhaustion. You agree? Yes, definitely. Slowing down. What about respect? Respect is is a very good one, and it's really hard because when you're in a small area for a long time with people that you're close to, you have to respect boundaries, you have to respect opinions, and, you know, that can be hard when you're in the same situation day after day after day. What about you? What did you learn about respect? (laughs) Yeah, that's one way to think about it. The other way is just continuously. I think the thing for me, this slow down, the slow down thing for me is slowing down long enough to write a thoughtful email Mm -hmm. or not just like, bam, 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 get the stuff out, but actually thinking like, okay, there's another human on the other end of this line. Even if it's like some sort of chat bot and you're frustrated about something, Delia, you're going to need to slow down and not shoot the messenger (laughs) when they tell you something that you don't want to hear or whatever. So, so I think those, we are thinking about things in different ways, which is nice, but regardless of someone's position, it doesn't matter if they're the lowest of the low, whatever job it is that's in quotation marks that culture and society has decided their job is less than less important than a CEO or something that that is a true human being. And in terms of respect, we don't need to group entire cultures, religions, countries, all sorts of things like that, because not everyone is the same. That's right. And I think we've learned a lot about the fact that there are many people in the world, in the country, in our own cities that do not feel respected right, or appreciated. And, and everyone deserves at least that. Yeah. Right. No, I liked it in our episode with the Kins women, how they said, if someone says to you, okay, well, that hurt my feelings. And your immediate response is, well, I didn't mean it in that way. What well, doesn't matter how you meant it. 
It's how they're feeling. It happened. Yeah. Yeah. So we need to kind of switch our thinking there. Well, that goes into more about listening too. listening to somebody. Don't be so quick to, you know, how a lot of times when someone's talking to you, you barely listen to what they have to say because you're already figuring out what your response is going to be the (laughs) whole time. And then you don't even really understand what they're saying. It's just frustrating. I mean, we have got to slow down, listen to each other, respect what what each other has to say, because none of us knows every single thing, you know? So it's your opinion. It doesn't mean that you're better than somebody. You're right. They're wrong. In your opinion, (laughs) it's fact, but not (laughs) to other people necessarily. Okay. And then for me, this is something I think you're better about this. When what to do when I don't get the answer or the outcome that I want. And then I like panic. Like, for example, we were very excited during our New York trip in December. And we learned that Crown Shy had created yurts and there was a whole experience, this outdoor dining experience. And this is the whole thing about like, expectations coming in with high expectations, you can get disappointed. And so we go up to the counter. We're so excited. Oh, we booked the yurt. We're here. Allison, Brune, and Delia Falk. And they say, "Mm, it looks like actually you didn't book the yurt. You booked (laughs) indoor dining and and the yurts are booked. So you can't even eat there if you wanted. And so instead of me saying, okay, well, we have to leave. We need to get back in the Uber and get home right now and just not handling it well. Well, I need to learn when something doesn't go right. That happens a lot. That happened on a birthday. I was supposed to have a birthday dinner one time and everybody's standing there, however many people and their the reservation wasn't made. And I don't handle that well. So how can well, I- everybody's like that. I mean, it's very hard to handle those just <laughs> disappointments. And it, and it really depends on your mood, too. If you're tired already. Yeah. You know, many times you want to go, fine, but I'm just not eating here and walk out. (laughs) But, you know, I I looked at their faces and it was during COVID and I knew that they were struggling to stay alive and they were not pressuring us at all. But they were like, we will refund your money because you had to put down a little money ahead. We'd love to have you done in the dining room. It's very safe. And so we were tired. I said, let's just give it a try. And we ended up having a very nice experience um but it takes you you have to be feeling very mature to handle that I don't do it a a good job of it a lot of times no that's not true Mm -hmm. and I feel like especially as an entrepreneur not that we are celebrities in any way Mm -hmm. but it's very challenging to navigate life always being well nice right that's right and it works so much better when people are nice to each other you get what you want so many more times but when i lose patience it's when something technological you know well yeah well everything's off of my phone my entire email list is gone or you know you did not send that to me mom here it is that kind of thing that's <laughs> right. kind of balance each other out in that respect and or like with the uber driver is being slow getting you to the airport and you're so stressed and you're like can you can we go a little faster or things like that so anyway that's something that personally i need to work on going in from 2020 into 2021, because even if someone is not doing as you wish they would, they are doing the best they can, probably. Yes, they have no clue how you're feeling. And we all really collectively need to learn to take deep breaths. 
most of the stuff that we get so worked up about isn't worth the physical reaction that our bodies are going to have, which eventually, you know, does not put you in good health. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Trust. Now I trust hardly no one. No. <laughs> <laughs> which is not necessarily a good thing bb do you i don't trust you know the government i don't trust well, emails i don't know what to do well BB. i know i think i know mainly what what you're talking about too is all this hacking right and so and then in the government it would just simply be that one day they tell you masks won't help you. They'll help someone else. And then the next week, no, no, they'll help you. And, but the thing we had to keep remembering was they didn't really know any better than we did. Even the scientists, it was all a novel thing. So you kind of do have to rebuild trust. But one thing you can trust in is yourself, especially someone like you, who you can tell yourself, I can take care of myself, even if I'm stuck for multiple months, not days or weeks, but months in a one room apartment in a city that has been basically abandoned I'm mm -hmm. alone in the world and I can survive. Wow. Mm -hmm. I guess I feel like you have to advocate for yourself, yes. which is a little bit disappointing. That yes. was a disappointing lesson to learn that yes. not everyone, I feel like most frequently they aren't necessarily going to do the things that they should do. So you definitely have to be on top mm -hmm. of everything, making sure you get the refund, especially with health care. Yes. You know, all of those, making sure all the dry cleaning came back. I mean, it's just, right. it's a lot to keep up with. It is a lot to even with your like grocery delivery. But, but the main thing to, to remember is like being your own health advocate is just, you know, is being responsible. You're one person. It's like one teacher who has 20 students. It's very difficult as a former teacher to remember every single thing about every single child. It's the same thing with a doctor and his nurse and his staff. Sometimes things are going to slip by, especially if you're in a hospital situation with a another doctor that's your primary care physician, you need to make sure at the hospital, they did tell you about my medicines. They did tell you I've had this pre-existing thing. You know, you really just have to keep doing that because more and more it is. I think everything's just, I don't know why, but as we've gone to computers, a lot of things get, don't get recorded somehow. And so, you know, we have to, we have to just, become more of an advocate for ourselves and take those extra steps. Any new learnings about patience? I think that's a lifelong mm. thing. I think everybody's patience has been tested a lot. Parents yeah. that are teaching at home, marriages, boyfriends and girlfriends, um, people who are used to working in the office and they can't get up and go to the desk down the hall or next to them in the cubicle and ask a question, you know, our patients collectively and personally has been tested in so many ways. I feel like I have never cooked so much in my life. I cannot figure that out. And I've heard other women say that too. I feel like the dishwasher is just running constantly. The, the laundry is constant. It's just a bit of crazy thing. So all the little <laughs> things in life, but at the same time, we were able to slow down and realize the importance of slowing down. And hopefully people practiced, started practicing things like meditation or a daily walk or um, even, you know, a nap, whatever it is, a little bit of some kind of self-care. Yeah. 
Yes. And patience with others, letting know that everyone has a lot on their shoulders and hopefully will be less so going forward. But and being patient with yourself, too. Yeah. Ooh, we learned to savor. Mm-hmm. Talk about that. We did. we did. We took that class online that Yale offers. Um, the science of well-being or is it mm-hmm. the, is that what it was called? I think so. It's through Coursera. I want, I bet they still offer it. You can take this free course. It's just like a six week course and they take you through the stages and um, conceptions, misconceptions and everything about what makes you happy. And you have exercises that you do every week. And one of the things is there again, slowing down and living in the moment and savoring the day and everything in the day. <laughs> right. Like a grapefruit in the morning, really, really, really tasting it and enjoying the, the grapefruit juice, which I, I love. But we just do it so fast. Sometimes we don't even remember that we did it. Yeah. So it's true. Savoring is great. And another thing about like living in the moment, I feel like every plan I've made this year has had to be restructured or just canceled or or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it's been crazy. You cannot plan ahead this year. Yeah. You just cannot. And so that's when you start living in the moment because you can pretty much, you know, know what's happening right this minute is what's happening right this minute. <laughs> and you can take time to create little rituals like we learned about from routine to ritual with okay. OJU, um toothpaste and just even the, the process of washing your face or anything like that, that you can do that signals to your brain that you are loved and appreciated and that you're taking some time to take care of yourself. Okay. Gratitude starting and ending the day with five things you're thankful for. That's helpful. Remembering mm-hmm. the things that you have instead of the many, many things you mm-hmm. can constantly come up with that you do not have, mm-hmm. but that we learned in our wellness well-being class mm-hmm. probably wouldn't even make you that happy anyway. That's exactly right. And you can almost make a game of it. The things that you start out by saying, I don't have like, <laughs> yeah. I don't have a lake house that right. I could escape to. Right, and right, you right. And say, I'm so glad I don't have a lake house because it'd just be another house to clean up or whatever. You can find some way. (laughs) Oh, yes. Flip it around. And it can be small things. My things can just be strawberries, chocolate. Yes. Coffee, fresh air and air conditioning. I know. BB is that has (laughs) always been her thing. She was even when she was divorced and so sad. My one thing I'm so thankful for is air Air conditioning. I had to come up with that day, but I do love air conditioning. (laughs) That was an important memory. We'll always have. Okay. Oh, listening, being open and hearing what others saying. So I think listening is Mm -hmm. a skill. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is a Southern thing or we just get so excited. Who knows what it is, but it's very easy to mm-hmm. talk or interrupt or things like that, but really trying mm-hmm. to to listen. I think this will be a good skill when we re-enter mm-hmm. into society mm-hmm. at cocktail parties and things like that. If somebody exits a conversation and they're like, that person never even asked, you know, mm-hmm. how I was or asked anything about me. They just talked about themselves mm-hmm. <laughs> entire time. So yes. what do you have? That's very true. And Sometimes we feel like 
we have, they're telling us a story. We have something similar that happened to us and we want to tell them that so they'll know that we really understand what they're talking about. Right. But they don't necessarily want to hear that. They, they really just want to tell their story. And in the end say, yes, I've experienced something like that before. I know what you're saying. So <laughs> it's very hard for me not to interrupt you because I'm afraid at my age that I'm going to forget it. I know. I but know. I just, I'm definitely going to work on that. Yeah. But I think also it's like listening, being open. I think, unfortunately, I don't know when this happened recently, but, you know, if somebody doesn't have your opinion, well, God forbid, you mm-hmm. you can't talk to them. You can't be friends with them and mm-hmm. they're horrible. Mm-hmm. So if we can be open and hear what others are saying instead of immediately hearing something, shutting it down or like reading the headline and not the entire article mm-hmm. and just like deciding, you know, mm-hmm. a whole story, mm-hmm. which is not true. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like our attention spans and mm-hmm. I don't know if TikTok, you know, the video, <laughs> the video amount of time people are willing to watch. Mm-hmm. It's getting shorter and shorter. So I don't know if we're just about to jump off a cliff or <laughs> If we can recover from this, right. what's happening? B? Well, some of this for sitting still, I think might've helped that. Maybe. Because we have sat still long enough to finish an entire book or had a conversation with somebody that went on more than two minutes. And maybe because we were forced to be together, we were forced to listen to each other and hopefully get some new ideas. As we have talked to People who grew up all over the globe, we learned this year that we have more similarities than differences. Absolutely. I think that that is one of the most important things that we have learned. And also during the um, riots and things like that, we've realized that a lot of people have felt like they were treated differently, even though they really are like us. And you need to be aware of people's feelings. Okay. And then talking about not reacting. I, that's something we mentioned a little bit before, but I need to do a better job of if there's a situation that I don't necessarily agree with or like or whatever, I need to do a better job of not reacting. Well, first of all, I don't think you need to be so hard on yourself. And second of all, this is something that everybody has to work on. I mean, it's very difficult to never react to things. I mean, you just, that's almost impossible. The best thing to do is count to 10, think about how you want to respond, try and figure out where the other person is coming from. And then the outcome, you know, won't escalate. I mean, you know, you just get more upset. And so it's really difficult, but it's something we can all practice, but you know, no one's perfect. And then learning to be still. We don't always have to be doing something. And especially because sometimes the answers come in the stillness. So in the beginning, everybody was trying to be as productive as possible. Okay, fine. We're going to have to be home. So we're going to learn to bake bread and read books and learn to play guitar and (laughs) all of these things and make the best use of this time. But actually, sometimes, like, for example, when I'm watching, when I'm at the ballet or if I'm on a run or something, sometimes that's when the answers that I'm looking for come in the stillness when I'm not sitting there working. What do you that's definitely right. It's very hard for you and me to get our brains to stop 
going 90 to nothing. We right. can always come up with things. Uh, my mother's the same way. Right. We're never bored. But in order, if we're, if we're not doing something, we're asleep, basically. Right. <laughs> it's, it's really, really hard to do, but it's, it's very important to do. And I think it's good to check in with yourself a couple of times a day and see if you're holding your breath and see if you're, you know, just running on that hamster wheel or whatever, and then stop. And yeah, I think for you, if it's impossible for someone just to sit in a chair and say, I'm going to zone out and not think about anything, then you know, a run is the perfect example of a way you can quiet your brain. Yeah. It's just really important to have time to think, Mm -hmm. do, do, do all the things and do all your work, but you also need to make sure you're carving out time to rejuvenate so that those things that you've been thinking about and trying to solve any problems, Mm -hmm. the answers will come but you have to give yourself time. Right. And a lot of those things that you are busy doing are not even as important as the things that you might, you know, think up when you get right. your time, your brain time to be creative. Exactly. And then we learned this year that we cannot plan. So mm-hmm. therefore we have to live in the present and trust and enjoy the experience. I have the absolute worst personality type for a pandemic being extroverted and type A. (laughs) So a pandemic and lockdown goes against everything about organizing and planning and being social. So it's been a very interesting experience. We knew it before and ever since becoming an entrepreneur, you just kind of have to be open to all opportunities and go with the flow instead of being able to plan. Right. And maybe you've learned a little bit about how to do that. And on the other hand, you had a good personality for the circumstances you were in because you are strong and brave and mentally. So you were able to not panic until other people started panicking around you. Yeah. You know, but for the most part, you are very calm about things and level headed. And so you didn't just go, you know, screaming into the streets or whatever, <laughs> get really panicked and scared. You, you were, you did such a good job of handling, you know, how the seriousness of this and keeping it all in perspective. I just wanted to tell you that. Oh, thanks, babes. <laughs> okay. Nose can be blessings. Mm-hmm. That's something we already knew before, but mm-hmm. it's a good reminder. Yes. And sometimes Things that happen by mistake end up being blessings, too. (laughs) Okay, renewed and strengthened faith. Mm -hmm. Because we have no control, so we can just give it up and know that there's a plan for us. And we don't have to hold on to that so tightly and try and control it ourselves. Yes, and that that is a huge, a huge thing to try and to remember because... Just like you said, we can't plan. It really boils down to we don't have that much control over things in life. In life, Right. Especially nothing in the future. And you can't do anything about the past necessarily, not too much. So to be able to remember when things seem very, very, very stressful and you're trying to figure out how in the world you're going to fix something or keep it from happening or whatever, you just, it's very comforting to remember, oh, yes, there's something Bigger than me that is guiding all of this. Yeah. Importance of leadership. We saw some terrible, terrible 
examples of leadership this year and we saw some really great examples of leadership this year and it was it can be so disheartening to be watching a leader just drive their people that are watch following them off a cliff but the thing the only thing you can do about that you have no control of how other people act but it's a good reminder of what being a leader means and how you can live your life and serve as an example for others mm-hmm. we learned a lot about how to be a good leader this year right yeah okay and then what makes a vibrant city I think that was something that was really interesting thinking about as small businesses, restaurants, Mm -hmm. like what is it that makes a city interesting and a place where people would want to live? Mm -hmm. That was something that was on my mind. I don't know if you thought about that at all. Sure. I think it really hit home when we were talking to Laura Lee about Broadway and when we realize how everything is interconnected. Right. If Broadway goes dark, that also affects the hotels and restaurants and the Uber drivers and the flights and the, you know, right. the the costume designers and the, you know, the, the seamstresses and the hot dog directors vendors. and the hot dog vendors and the program, <laughs> you know, printers. I mean, it's amazing how so many things are interconnected. I know that's my next point. How life, I guess, Mm -hmm. our global life is an ecosystem Mm -hmm. and that everything depends on Mm -hmm. another thing that we never necessarily thought about Mm -hmm. in the past. But I think it'll be interesting to see if communities and cities evolve or Mm -hmm. change or go back to the same. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. And it is true. It's hard. You can't, you know, no man is an island. Oh, well, I'm thinking <laughs> about like in England, you know, the loss of American tourists has really adversely affected them. And the same thing for America when the tourists weren't there, they were coming from other countries. Right. You know, and the fact that became so clear that even though we were completely alone, alone, literally like shut in our houses in the beginning and the early stages, there was someone in, you know, and. Paris or someone in a little town in Spain that we will never meet that was having the same thoughts that we were, you know, we yeah. were bound together by this remarkable and terrifying experience. Yes. And that style and beauty are not frivolous. And mm-hmm. sometimes it can be a good escape. It can be great entertainment, you know, thinking about mm-hmm. like, okay, no, we're not working on the front lines, but we could be helping someone by doing a karaoke video (laughs) or something like that. So thinking about every single job, I feel like culture has a good way of kind of compartmentalizing this one. This job's important. This job is less than or whatever, but really every job there's importance. Right. And we, I think some people that hadn't thought about the importance of what you put on your body before or how it makes you feel now they understand better if they were staying in their sweats in their bed, trying to work. Right. And they just weren't feeling it. And they just, you know, just, it wasn't working. And then they said, I'm going to get up. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to put on the clothes that I would normally wear. Maybe something a little more comfortable, but right. Signal to my brain that I'm ready for work. It really does make a difference. And it just makes you and my example to clients and friends was if you are the mom and you have a family 
at home still and they come in in the morning for breakfast and mom is in the same clothes she's been in for several days. She hasn't had a shower. The clothes are sweats or an old robe or whatever. (laughs) You know, it signals to this family things are not going well. (laughs) But if they get up and there's mom looking like mom always looks, you know, with a smile on her face and something ready to give them, um, it signals to them, you know, that, okay, we're okay. Everything's fine here. And that's, that's important. Yay. Welcome to 2021, everyone. (laughs) The best one yet. We can't wait to see what happens as we reemerge. See you next time. If you like what you heard, tell a friend about our show, subscribe to our podcast, and also scroll to the bottom and give a rating and or a review. Those are the best ways for other people to find out about our podcast. See you next time. Bye.